This episode is going to be quite interesting because we're going to be talking about some difference of political opinions down in Dallas and I'm going to give you guys my personal opinions on to how to handle the matter and also let's talk about some contracts for the New Jersey Devils because I think it's time to talk about that mini series I was hinting at a few weeks ago so it's going to be an interesting episode like I said so buckle up and enjoy the ride. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it is currently 3.26 p.m. Eastern Time, February the 10th, 2021 at the time of this recording. So if you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, I basically talked more about the Devils' COVID outbreak. And I told you guys what specific players are still on that list, who got added back onto that list. And realistically, will the Devils be playing in a game sooner rather than later? Or are we just going to be anticipating that we're not going to be playing until March, essentially? Because that's what it's looking like so far. And I also gave you guys a recap of the Binghamton Devils and their game against uh, Wilkes-Barre Penguins. So, you know, we had some AHL discussion. I talked about Foot. I talked about Walsh. I talked about some other players. And, you know, what? it was really fun to talk about because, guys, I, I, I miss talking about hockey. I just miss talking about, like, the recap giving you guys my opinion, and also just giving you guys my hot takes. So I made a hot take in yesterday's episode. I'm not going to reveal what it is, but let's just say it involves two former teammates for the Harvard Crimson, and one could potentially be just as good as the other for our respective organizations. So give that episode a listen. So guys, some breaking news that we need to discuss because Mark Cuban, who's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks and also one of the uh, sharks on the popular TV show Shark Tank, revealed that the Dallas Mavericks uh, stopped playing the national anthem during their games because they were just trying to, like, I guess, make a statement and also just trying to say change needs to be made in America. And obviously, that caused some controversy because I believe they had been doing this for a few games, but it finally got out onto the news uh, today. So uh, obviously, this caused a whirlwind of debate and discussion. And yes, uh, the Dallas Stars did reply to it because uh, the Dallas Stars are the only Texas team uh, in the NHL. So, like, in the NBA, they have a few teams, including the San Antonio Spurs, the uh, Dallas Mavericks, as I just mentioned, and also the Houston Rockets. In the MLB, they have the Astros and they have the Rangers. And in the NFL, they have the Texans and the Cowboys. So, you know, uh, as the only NHL team that represents Texas... Uh, I believe that the Stars just said that they were obligated to respond to what the Mavericks were doing, and they said this in their statement. They said, The playing of the National Anthem is a time-honored tradition, and the Dallas Stars will continue to perform the Star-Spangled Banner prior to our games at American Airlines Center. As the only National Hockey League team in Texas, we are proud to represent our state and our country. It's also worth mentioning that the Stars and the Mavericks share the same arena, which is I just stated is the American Airlines Center, and 
And guys, I know that I'm not the host of Locked On Stars or Locked On Mavericks, but this issue goes bigger than sports, and I just want to give you guys my personal opinion. So as you guys do know that I like to talk about politics and my sports, that's why you know I brought in like Curtis Gabriel, former New Jersey Devils enforcer, just to give his side of the story on you know like Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ, whatever the case might be. And you know I know that you guys like to say keep politics out of sports, but in times like this, you really can't. Because at the end of the day, when people leave the rink, when people leave the field, the court, whatever the case might be, they're still people too. And you guys do know that I like to, you know, just try to play neutral and see both sides because there's always two sides to the same story. And I could give guys a different perspective on how I view the matter as a black man and also one of the few black hockey announcers in the entire country and things of that nature. I'm going to give you guys my personal reaction to it. So, Uh, What Mark Cuban is doing for the Mavericks is completely performative. Like, what good is that going to do? As a black man, I don't feel as though you're really making much of a difference. Okay, you take away the national anthem, but at the end of the day, no one really, you know, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. You don't go to a sporting event to hear the national anthem. You just don't. You, you know, you go there to see the sporting events. So what good does that do? Like, we cannot be performative. You have to actually, you know, be about solution. Like, you know what uh, would be better if Mark Cuban did? If, you know, I know he's done this before, you know, reach out to the community. See if you could actually, like, make a difference in some people's lives like you know volunteering at a soup kitchen or you know donating to black lives matter um advocates whatever the case might be and you know just uh that that could actually make a difference or uh it's one of the reasons why i you know critique the nba for just you know having players write like black lives matter on their jerseys whatever the case might be at the end of the day that's gonna get buzzed for like a week or two but then everyone's gonna forget about it i don't hear anyone talking about that to this day and as for the dallas stars look i know you're the only nhl team that represents texas but did you really have to say that did you really have to knock on you know your brother's uh doorstep and you just say you know what we're gonna do this and we're gonna take the high road chin up in the air we're patriots here okay let me just say this and i'm gonna get a lot of hate for this and maybe you guys are gonna give me a bad review but please don't because like i said i'm trying my best to you know be neutral here and see it from both sides honestly and you know my family one time told me this you know when you stand for the national anthem that's also performative how does that show that you know you're patriotic or you show respect to a military member or you know maybe a retired veteran or you're honoring you know the fallen soldiers you know whatever the case might be so um the one thing i say is you know what if i did kneel for the national anthem which i don't i usually do stand for the national anthem and uh you know i continue to do so because i just don't want any drama um the, the one thing i say is like what if i did kneel for the national anthem but i'm helping out at a military retirement home like i'm cooking for them i'm you know reading them stories you know i'm cleaning i'm volunteering things of that nature And you know what? And you can't say that I'm disrespecting the military because I'm going out of my way to make that valiant effort behind the scenes and you don't even know about it and you won't even bother to ask me because if you see me kneeling for the anthem, you're just going to be like, you're so disrespectful. So my question is like, when you stand for the national anthem, how does that show you're patriotic? You know, and like I said, I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm not trying to have anyone come at my throat. I'm just saying my opinion, which is, you know, Uh, I I believe both sides are just a little performative in this case. And, you know, I feel like we can be doing more things as a country, more things as, you 
know, just human beings to help one another out and just try to be there for one another. Doing things like that is just performative and it just gets buzz. And like I said, in this industry, there's no such thing as bad publicity. All publicity is good publicity, unless it's like scandalous publicity, then, you know, that's never good. But, you know, at the same time, something like this, whether it's good or bad, depending on how people see it, it's just going to get a buzz for their respective team and they're just going to be making more money. So, you know, whatever the case might be. So I think Mark Cuban, I think the Dallas Stars, whatever the case might be, I think they're achieving what they want to do, which is just give buzz for their respective teams and just get more people like watching them. Because like I said, uh, all publicity in this case is good publicity. And also my question for the NHL is like when you say hashtag we skate for black lives, you know, how do you skate for black lives? Like I said, I'm not trying to jump over the board. I'm just giving you guys my opinion and my reaction to both sides on how this was handled. And, you know, I, 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 the NBA later did say that uh, teams are required to play the national anthem. So for everyone who's saying cancel the NBA, whatever the case might be. By the way, I hate it when people say cancel something because you're giving them more publicity uh, if you do so. Um, just slow your roll. That's all I got to say. So anyway, I know I'm not locked on Mavericks. I know I'm not locked on Stars. I know I'm locked on Devils. I know I'm NHL. But for issues like this, I feel like it's worth talking about and just having a discussion about it. So, you guys, I'm always open to discussion. I'm always open to opinions. And you know what? If you have an opinion for me and you want to address me on it, please hit me up on the Twitter, Locked On Devils. So, L-O-C, you know, why am I even going to spell it? It's it's literally in the name, just Locked On Devils. And, you know, just hit me up on Twitter and just, you know, give me your opinion on how this situation was handled. Also, give me your opinion on... Um, my stance on it, and you know what? We can have a nice discussion about it. Like I said, I love it when you guys hit me up on Twitter. Good or bad, I love doing this because, you know, I address it on the show like I did with the Ryan Murray situation, and I just give you guys my opinion, and I just try to be respectful and just have an open discussion about it, and you know what? That's what I like to do. You know, I love open discussions, and um, yeah, that that's uh, my opinion on the matter. I just feel like both sides were performative, but you know what? We're going to leave it there, and I'm going to leave it for the experts at Locked On Stars and Locked On Mavericks to discuss because I believe, for the most part, this issue will not be talked about starting next week. And you know what? I think it's time to you know get back on track and start talking about the Devils because you know what? I already gave you guys enough political discussion for today. Okay, after all that, I need some energy, so I'm going to take a built bar. So, anyway, let's talk about the contracts for the New Jersey Devils. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't know what a built bar is? Let me tell you something about built bar. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved built bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Oh my gosh, this is delicious. I've already had a few when I go out to the gym and they are super healthy too. You're probably thinking, wait a minute, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Uh, 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 sounds like an unhealthy snack. That is not true. As I stated, Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. And you, yes you, I'm going to make an offer that you can't refuse. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order use the promo code locked on and get ten dollars off at builtbar.com there we go i repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it go to builtbar.com and get your built bars right now Okay, guys, so I've been hinting at this for quite a while now in which we talk about the New Jersey Devils and some of their good and bad uh, contracts in past history. 
and, you know, just give you guys my initial reaction to it. Now, you're probably wondering, where did this idea stem from? So, recently, I've been in contact with a guy named Dane Craig. Uh, he goes by the name The Hockey Economist. You can follow him on Twitter. His Twitter will be down below. And he's also a published author, and you can get it on Amazon. So, the link to his book will also be in the description. So, you know, give that a look and, you know, buy it if you're interested. So, basically, he's a huge numbers guy. He goes back and passes history of a lot of NHL teams and he talks about some of the good and the bad contracts and he personally DM'd me on Twitter and he was like listen I can send some of you my personal opinions on good and bad contract situations that the New Jersey Devils have had in past history and you know it goes back to like the Lou Lamorello days and you know what I who doesn't love sweet Lou so you know we're going to talk about that because he's made some you know pretty good signings in past history some good some not so good and I think it's nice to have a discussion especially when the Devils don't really have a game for another week or so and you know we could just you know just talk about issues like that and just have fun with it and I could give you guys my opinion and I'll tell you if I agree with him or if I don't agree with him but either way I'll give you an explanation and my personal opinion so basically let's get some a background information I will do this every time before we discuss a contract situation so the New Jersey Devils we've won three Stanley Cups during the Brodeur and the Niedermeyer dynasty but we lost our star defenseman shortly after the salary cap was introduced and Martin Brodeur was still had some gas in the tank despite being 34 years old when the new CBA was ratified winning a pair of Vesna trophies in 2007 and 2008 helping the team make the playoffs six times in seven years so like I said the older a player gets you know how do you remain effective and for Marty Brodeur he used his mind and he was still one of the best goalies in the league as proven by winning those Vesna trophies and you know what if our current uh, netminder which is Mackenzie Blackwood if he wants to win a Vesna trophy this year which he has a legitimate case for because the goaltending this season has been atrocious to say the least he really does have a good mentor in the front office in Marty Brodeur in fact uh, it's worth mentioning I didn't say it in uh, the last episode but uh, during yesterday's recording it was actually the five-year anniversary that Brodeur had his number retired in the Prudential Center uh, for the New Jersey Devils so you know props to Marty what he's done for our organization his only uh, blemish that I'll say is that he played his final year in the NHL for the St. Louis Blues but you know he didn't do anything so I'm sure everyone's gonna forget about that because that's like Michael Jordan playing for the Wizards or uh, let's see uh, Willie Mays played for a different team while he was uh, he, he people know him uh, on the Giants but you know what I forget the other team he played for and we're getting off topic a little bit so the devils hit their post cap apex in 2012 when they acquired uh kovachuk and advanced to the stanley cup finals uh their fortunes would take a steep drop into the abyss after uh kovachuk went back to russia and parise went to the minnesota wild and martin brodeur turned 40 so a lot of you are probably going to give me crap for this why do i say martin brodeur and not martin brodeur well remember it's the same situation why i like to say jesper brat instead of jesper brat it's because it's their proper way of saying it from their respective native language so uh, Brodeur is from Quebec, as a lot of you know, so I prefer to say Martin Brodeur because it's just a proper way of saying it in his homeland, and also it just sounds better off the tongue, if I'm being honest with you. So anyway, I know I'm getting off topic, but just before you guys ridiculed me because I had someone come at me saying, it's Martin Brodeur, and I say Martin Brodeur from Quebec. So anyway, continuing with that, this started a span of eight years with just a single playoff appearance. The only thing that the Devils won over this span was the draft lottery twice, 
and you know obviously we got Hughes and we got Heizer out of that so let's backtrack a little bit and let's talk about uh, Brodeur's extension back in 2006 and in which he signed a six-year deal at the age of 34 so you know obviously that's a huge risk but you know what Lamorello was willing to bet on Brodeur and you know where you should go to place your bets betonline.ag that's right it's time for the second live read this morning Alrighty, now let's talk more about bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over sadly but college basketball and the NHL are in full swing we already have some big matchups on schedule on tabs so bet online even covers awards TV shows and reality TV surprise surprise I'm not surprised because bet online is that awesome so real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit talent talks about one or more teams NHL games of the week NBA players of the week whatever comes to mind they got it so anything sports they got you covered all right so also visit our good friends at locked on bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you you have no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know what games were going to happen or this, that, or third. Also visit at betonline underscore AG, and they also have you covered as well. So betonline, your online sportsbooks experts. Get with it and get in the action, everybody. So, according to Craig, signing a 34-year-old player to a six-year contract carries enormous risk, but it paid off for Lou Lamorello. Brodeur accepted a lower salary than competitors of Hababulin and Turco, but he was still able to secure an extra two-year term, which may have been deliberate to lower the average cap hit. Marty could have retired instead of agreeing to the pact and still had a strong case for entry into the Hall of Fame because, like I said, at around this time, the Devils have already won their three Stanley Cup championships. Rodor was a part of all three, and you know what? He's already been to many All-Star games in 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2003, 2004. He was all-rookie team in 94, Calder Memorial Trophy winner in 1994, um, you know, first All-Star team in 2003 and 2004. Uh, as I stated, he's already won his Vezda Trophy prior to winning two more, so in 2003 and 2004, and he was a Jennings Trophy winner in 1997, 1998, 2003, and 2004. So, realistically, do you guys think that if Rodor were to retire around this time, because like I said, he signed that six-year extension back in 2006, I believe he still would have had a legit case to go to the Hall of Fame because he was really accomplished back then, and you know, we're having a discussion saying, like, should Corey Crawford go to the Hall of Fame? And Corey Crawford had hasn't even come anywhere near what Brodeur's been able to do. And Corey Crawford feels as though he's completed his career already. And Marty Brodeur felt like he still had a lot left in the tank. So, you know, there's that question. So in a quote from Lou Lamorello, he said, Both parties are extremely pleased. He accomplished what he would like to accomplish. I believe we accomplished what we'd like to accomplish. It's as simple as that. And uh, his performance did eventually fade towards the end. But if you guaranteed any GM that he could get two more Vesna trophies on any given contract, they'd happily write him a blank check. So, uh, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Dane on this one, you know, aka the hockey economist, because uh, when you have a player like Brodeur who's accomplished so much, because I just read you guys uh, his accomplishments prior to 2006, and it is stacked. Like, realistically, 
uh, Dane is right. Uh, Brodeur could have retired and still been in the Hall of Fame easily. Had his number retired at the very least, even if the NHL decided, oh no, he shouldn't go to the Hall of Fame, or even if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, they would have to be drunk to do that. But, you know, still, just hypothetically speaking. So when you have someone like Brodeur who's accomplished so much and still wants to continue, you happily give him that check ASAP because like I said the older they get the more adaptable they become because they use their minds so Brodeur wasn't as fast or quick as uh you know his career started to enter into the latter half and especially when he went to the Blues but you know still uh when, when Brodeur wants something like when a player like that of his caliber his background his resume when they want something you give it to them it's uh like LeBron James in the NBA like LeBron James is like what 35 36 right now and you know what this might not be his last big contract Tom Brady the same way Tom Brady's in his 40s and he just won another Super Bowl so you know I compare Marty Brodeur you know this is probably a hot take again I compare Brodeur to like you know James and Brady because the older Brodeur got you know he was still very effective and even though they lost in 2012 they still went back to the Stanley Cup finals so you know Brodeur really proved that he was capable of leading the Devils team despite being 34 years old despite accomplishing so much and despite already accomplishing what you know players in this league dream to accomplish like I'd say 75% don't accomplish what Brodeur is able to accomplish so for Brodeur just to say six more years six more years that's a great contract. I know it was expensive because the uh, specifics of the deal were six years, uh, total money of $31.2 million. If that was adjusted, it would be $46.7 million, I believe, today. So uh, the fact that Brodeur was able to just live up to that contract extension really says something about his character. And quite honestly, I'm loving this discussion so far, and I hope you guys are enjoying it too. That's about all the time I have for you guys today. But, you know, since the Devils don't have another game for like another six or seven days, or maybe not even play till March, given the condition that the East Division is in, because I believe they canceled a few more games. I believe it was the Boston Bruins game. But still, um, I believe we have to have more discussions like this because it's very intriguing to talk about contract extensions like this. And I agree with Dane 100%. Marty Brodeur lived up to that contract extension back in 2006. And you know what? He accomplished two more Vesna trophies, took the Devils back to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2012. And you know what? He is just the greatest goalie to ever play the game. Hands down. You can debate with me all you want, but you're going to lose. So uh, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. We'll talk more about contract extensions, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.